everyone, my name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. Welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy podcast. As always, I am so appreciative and so thankful to have you all here. I think more so now than ever, you know, after Thanksgiving, everything. And today I am so dang excited. You know, in every episode, I've been chatting about how I want to start getting back into interviews. But for me, I love just chatting with you guys. So having somebody on the podcast who I love and adore and respect within the industry, but also as a friend and can literally talk through anything, I am so excited to have one of my girlfriends back on who has been on the episode or the podcast in a couple other episodes, but it's been a while. Your girl has not been recording. So without further ado, welcome, Sam. How are you? Hi, I am doing great. Uh, this is my favorite type of podcast, just hopping on with you, hopping on with a friend, and just chatting. I feel like we don't talk enough as is, and this is just a great opportunity to just chat as friends and really, I mean, for me to feel a little more comfortable and just, you know, sharing certain things. So super excited to be here and to get a chance to connect and share some information with other people. Absolutely. I actually was just dropping off Caden at childcare and I told the mom, she's just so wonderful. I was like, yeah, I actually am doing an interview today, but it's not an interview. I mean, it kind of is. It's just with a good friend. And she was like, wait, what? And I said, I was like, you know, with my girls on the podcast, I just love chatting. But I think what I love more than anything is when I do an interview, I love that I get questions answered, right? So like the things that I get to ask or that I get to learn about are honestly genuine things that I still have questions about or I'm still trying to figure out on my journey or in my current season of life. And so, um, you know, having your knowledge, but then also just, you know, my comfort with you, it's like, okay, I can ask the questions, but also be like, this isn't going to be super over the top. It's, I think, things that a lot of us wonder and question in our own journeys or on different seasons of our journeys. So anyways, I am so appreciative of you. And for anybody who does not know who you are, uh, you guys, I do have two other episodes with Sam and I'll link them down in the show notes, but will you give us your little elevator chat and let people get to know you? Yeah, of course. So I'm somebody who really has I guess struggled with my weight and with confidence since I was pretty young and that really helped shape and develop me into the career that I chose and kind of the passions that I grew to have and and now I have kind of I guess found a little bit more of what has created a sense of fulfillment and health and and happiness and it's not surrounded by 
the shape of my body or the weight on the scale is much more surrounded by all these other things that I had kind of overlooked in my pursuit of creating the, you know, quote unquote, perfect physique. And now I'm just in this new phase of life that I'm able to share with other people and help develop their lifestyles into a more healthy and sustainable and happy direction because that's what I found for myself and been able to develop for myself after years of studying nutrition and kinesiology and going to school and and coaching too has really helped educate me and help uh, kind of form the path that again I'm on now which is much more centered around sustainability and just living a more fulfilled life that's not dictated by the shape of your body or the number on the scale. I love that. And I love even just your voice of saying like emphasizing life, right? And P.S. Anybody listening, you guys know my dogs are always in the background, so they are just going to go nuts. But I feel like that was something and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like for me, I had to push aside a huge portion of life when I thought that my fitness and I want to leave out the word health right because for me there wasn't much aspect of health when I was on my very intense fitness journey Um, and so I know for me I feel like I even have struggled a little bit in the health and fitness space lately because I myself am am on my own journey of um, creating a lifestyle like creating something I can sustain and enjoy and I do think for me at least it's been such a up and down thing, right? Like I was so focused around being a certain size or eating a certain amount of food or not eating a certain amount of food. And that for one validated me as a coach or it validated my um, expertise, if you will. Um, And the more and more I started coaching and actually doing one-on-one, I feel like I connected more and I still do. I connect more on the mental emotional side with my clients. And that's where I'm like, oh my gosh. So much of our struggles within our physique or our aesthetics or our fitness stem from that mental health side, but we kind of leave that out. And I know you and I did an entire episode on that side of things, on the the mental side and like checking in with yourself. But I love that you you have been on your own journey of finding life within your fitness and your food and your enjoyment. And would you say that for a while life was not a part of it? <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it was all an image that I was searching to or working to curate as opposed to really focusing on the life experience. And and now I look at things as like I'm always going to and I always am working and searching for just the best version of myself. I'm always working towards better. Mm-hmm. I, there's no specific endpoint. There's no specific body type. There's no number on the scale that is that it's just always better and being open to whatever comes my way that is better but I'm working towards it too you know I'm going to the gym I'm fueling my body with quality nutrients and working to take care of myself as best that I can but I'm always working towards better and and that goes down to like the mindset component too like I'm reading books that are that I'm able to learn, I'm able to grow, I'm able, able to develop more into that version of myself that I want to be. And it's this never ending journey towards like just in that direction. I love that. Any specific books? I feel like I'm such a tangible person. Like, do you read about, about nutrition and fitness or do you read about self-help and growth, uh, business, or is it a little bit of everything? Right now I'm on more of a like self-help business track. I, do read a lot of research with my 
certifications, I have to continue my education in that direction. And I try and keep up with that as much as possible. But that's a little bit easier to kind of develop over time. Reading an article doesn't take as much time as reading a book. Uh, so I do a lot of research reading, but I also do what I would consider a little bit more fun, developmental, and just different categories that I didn't spend so much of my life honed in on, yeah. which is developing business, developing, developing myself as like a leader, as a business owner, and just the other parts of the person that I want to be, that I want to develop more into. And being more compassionate and understanding and being less judgmental. And I'm reading a book called, um, uh, called how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie, which is like a super old book. And my dad actually was like, Oh, like my, my dad read this book. Like, it's just, you know, a really powerful, uh, piece of, you know, literature that I've found to be super, obvious in a certain way like a lot of it is just like how to get along with people (laughs) and it's like very obvious but it's also great little reminders for how important human connection is in everything that we do oh for sure I know for me I definitely struggle a little bit because I mean I worked from home prior to the pandemic but human connection is just not a huge part of my daily life whether it's a dm or something but I think that's why I spend so much time sending back voice messages or you know voice memos for emails or whatever because I am an extrovert in terms of needing human connection um I think a lot of us are lacking that I think we you know we tune into our social medias in order to kind of seek that but um I think that's where sometimes my happiness is uh definitely compromised because I forget to ground myself in like the environment that I'm actually in as opposed to like this exterior social world um but that's something that For me, at least, I've been having to really connect more with the mental side of life and uh, being a little more aware of my surroundings or lack thereof, rather, because I'm alone all the time um, to kind of make myself not necessarily feel better, but not. I think it's really easy to uh, for me, like, like look at everything. I get overwhelmed. I get anxious. And then sometimes I have to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, let's push all this aside. Let's push aside some of these expectations and these um, social media ladder feels that we have to, you know, keep up with or whatever. And like you said, like get better every day, but in our own world. Um, so that's, I don't know, that's kind of where my, my struggle has been because human connection is so, so big. I mean, even when you and I saw each other, you know, last month at fall fest, it was just like, oh my gosh, we wanted to chat the whole time because we hadn't fully caught up in person and eye to eye. And I feel like that's so important sometimes. Totally. Well, and and to that point too, like when we think of, okay, what does the best version of myself look like? It's really easy to lean into like the movement side of things, the nutrition side of things, but how often are you thinking about the relationship side of things or, you know, the health of your finances or the health of your business or, you know, like human connection is a huge part of that or even your mental health too is so easily overlooked as a part of really cultivating and creating the healthiest version of yourself. Absolutely. So one thing I know I definitely envy and admire about you is it's your motto, actually, that's in your in your bio where it says, quote unquote, food and fitness and then dot, dot, dot in that order. Something I think that like, you know, you and I have just briefly touched on here. You are in such a great space. And again, the exterior view is obviously different than internal. Right. So I can see you and be like, wow, she's crushing it. She's figured it out. But from that exterior point of view, I think a lot of us see this and see people reaching balance or whatever. 
But how did you get there? Like, how did you get here to where you can appreciate and let alone enjoy food, have no guilt, and still still have that fitness passion in your life, right? Like when, mm-hmm. like you are, there's no question about it. It's this healthy individual from a mindset, from a physical perspective, but you thoroughly allow yourself to enjoy all of your surroundings. If it includes food, if it includes a drink, how did you get there? And how would someone maybe take those first steps to release some of that anxiety around food and fitness? And I'm combining them because I feel like sometimes we view food and fitness as one thing. Totally. So for me, I guess I've always loved both of those things. And it was through really my life experiences that changed that relationship with food and fitness into a more toxic relationship. So for me, the first step was better understanding why that was the case where it came from, where it stemmed from. And when you go to therapy, you basically just get asked a bunch of questions that help stimulate thought and remembering some of the things that maybe you're subconsciously holding on to that are creating a negative space around those things. So for me, it was asking myself a lot of questions that helped, or, you know, in therapy, asking a lot of questions that helped me better understand why I felt the way that I did, why I thought the way that I did, and really just working through the negative parts of my relationship with those things, just to better understand, not even coming from the place of like, I need to change this right now, but just starting with the, just the concept of what, you know, what does it look like and where did it come from? Like that was number one. And then from there, it was kind of removing all of the rules and kind of constriction that I had around those things. Like, oh, I can't have this or I have to do this. I removed all of those requirements and kind of rules that I had created and let myself just focus on living life and the life I wanted to live specifically, which was a life that was free of, you know, fear around food. I was free to enjoy movement because those were things that I used to love. I used to love food. I used to love exercise and movement without somebody telling me that I had to do certain things, whether it was myself or somebody else. Those were things that I purely just enjoyed. So I was getting back to the root of enjoying those things and allowing those to be a part of life that I really loved and was able to do with excitement and joy again, instead of, again, having kind of like those rules and requirements surrounding those things. Absolutely. And it's so, you know, it's interesting you say rules and requirements. I saw this, it was like a fitness bingo. I saw it on somebody's story and it was, you know, hit like click the ones that you have done. And it was so interesting because I can honestly say that I had done every single one of them, which broke my heart to to know that I lived with so many rules. And for me, having those rules, which obviously became restrictions, it was like the second I broke the rule, that day or that week or that season of my life just went to absolute shit. Like I literally just threw everything out the window because it was so, um, I don't, maybe not always restrictive, but it was such a, a, a unhealthy mindset of how I either viewed food or my fitness or anything of that sort. And so the second I broke that rule that I had created for myself, it was like I spiraled. I didn't know what to do. It wasn't like I could just pick up the next day and be like, okay, you're just, you're, you know, 
you went out and had a burger or whatever, or you got you had the lettuce wrap burger, but you ordered the salad side, but you ended up eating your your boyfriend's fries, or you know what I mean. But it was like these things that I, it's crazy to use the word allow, but I didn't allow myself to mm-hmm. to do it. And I love that you you know for you and I you know correct me if I'm wrong. You know therapy helped work through those things, and I think. It's so interesting to me to know that a lot of us, you know, food and fitness are two things we can control typically, right? So that's where a lot of us, I think, stem our emotional struggles or, um, you know, if you're dealing with trauma, like we, it spills over into that and we don't recognize it because we don't take the time to really fully process our emotions. Um, And so that's kind of, you know, I wanted to also ask you, you have release so much stress around food yet you Mm -hmm. still absolutely crush your workouts and you show up regularly and that's kind of like what I was just saying a couple minutes ago how food and fitness are so often viewed together how did you find the mindset to know that they both don't have to be all or nothing because for me it's very much or I'm better now pregnancy I don't want to say pregnancy like fixed me but it really helped me just kind of learn a whole new appreciation for my body and why I was fueling myself and all of that. But I really feel as though I had times and seasons where if food wasn't on point, then fitness wasn't on point. And if fitness wasn't on point, then food wasn't on point. And I really felt like they had to be 100% hand in hand. How, how did you find that mindset to know that they both didn't have to be all or nothing? Yeah. And I mean, I've been so back and forth very similarly with food and with fitness where oh, well, I didn't exercise today or I didn't eat well today. So, you know, fuck it. Like everything else was just going to go to shit. Yeah. And I'd have long phases of that where I'd be really, really quote unquote good. And I'd be really, really quote unquote bad. And I was just these phases going back and forth. And ultimately that changed obviously to where instead of focusing on oh like this food makes me look this way or a lack of exercise makes me look this way or more exercise makes me look this way like I stopped associating what I was doing with how I looked and I started caring a lot more about how I felt and that means that okay when I think about exercise now I think about how empowered and strong and great I feel I don't think about oh well this exercise is gonna help me you know have abs or it's going to lead me to looking a certain way it's much more a reflection of how I feel and same thing with choosing foods and you know sometimes I I really want to have a burger and I have a burger and sometimes I don't feel great after that burger and I remember that yeah yeah (laughs) I remember how I feel but then you know maybe I have burger a couple days in a row well, now I'm, I don't even want a burger anymore. I really want a salad. I'm much more in tune with what my body needs based on how I feel. And that's the biggest driving factor for me now that didn't exist prior because everything I did was fueled by this desire to externally look a certain way. And now everything that I do is fueled by something much stronger and also something that I'm much more in tune with because I let go of the rules and the restrictions and, you know, the, the counting of macros and the, you know, I don't count, I never counted my exercise per se based on calories, but you know, it, it's not a tally in either direction of good, bad. It's just, how do I feel? And then I make decisions based on that. I love that. And you bringing up the good, bad, I feel like is something that 
so many of us get so wrapped up in, right? And like you said, I'm the same way. I don't look at good and bad anymore. For me, it's more of the, how do I feel after? And I've gotten to the point now where for the most part, I would probably say like, mm, probably 75% of the time, I will choose not to have something because I know how it'll make me feel, but it's not because it's bad. It's because, oh, I have to be a parent later. Like I can't feel sluggish or, oh, I'm going on a a date later tonight. I would rather not feel like I have another child inside of me with how bloated I'm going to be because I do have food sensitivities or whatever. And so for me, it's kind of that mindfulness behind it of how am I going to feel versus like physically versus, you know, that the mental, because I got, I would get so wrapped up in good food versus bad food. And I mean, in the end, it was just like, again, more rules, more restrictions. And I love that you go off of how you feel. Even this morning, I've been in such like a, just ebbs and flows of the fitness side of, of my journey at the moment where I feel awesome for about two, two months where I can wake up in the mornings and feel great. And lately it's like, Caden had this two week stretch where he was waking up every day at 5.30, so I would start my workout and then have to stop, and then it, like, it, I just was exhausted, and so for the last probably month or so, I just haven't had regular workouts, and this morning I woke up, and I was like, you know what? I am, I last night I went to bed, and I was like, it's a decision. It's done. I'm waking up tomorrow morning, and kind of like you, I didn't crush myself during a workout, but I moved because I knew that my mental side of my day was going to be mm-hmm. so much more productive knowing that I'd already done something for myself. I had kind of woken my, myself up, right? As opposed to waking up and being full on mom mode before trying to get work done for the day. But it's going back to knowing how I'm going to feel after it versus, oh, I need to be as sore as possible, or I want my glutes to be as big as possible, or I need to have, you know, I can't do upper body because I need to use that extra day so I can train legs to grow my glutes because that's what is, you know, desirable or whatever. Like I had all these weird, I don't even want to say weird because I'm sure a lot of people listening probably could either be there or have had these, these thoughts and these moments where we, uh, and I think it's really good to have goals. I mean, sometimes I think, you know, following a workout program or, um, you know, specific goals can be huge. I know for me, postpartum, um, that I, it was a whole new, everything was a new feeling, right? Like I didn't really have, I didn't, it was navigating a whole new side of my journey. Um, but I do think that a big thing that my recovery from postpartum and truly getting to where I am now wasn't until I released this need to get in six workouts a week. Like it was this past spring when I was like, you know what? I feel pretty dang great at three or four a week. And going back to that feeling, like my mental space and my desire to be like, oh, I'm going to classify this long walk today as my movement. Like I don't need to do this long walk plus uh, just a workout that's going to destroy me. So I think kind of allowing us to um, I don't know, maybe work past some of those things that we thought were needs or rules or requirements for the aesthetic side of things, honestly. Right. Or, you know, I'm not going to work out unless I have an hour, you yes. know, like just, or a workout looks like this where yeah. you're sweating and you're sore, you know, like there's no, there's no right way or wrong way to do this. And I very much lived in that world for so long where, Oh, I, if I only had 20 minutes, it wasn't worth my time or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. When 20 minutes, like that can feel so good. Like that's a great escape and it's a great opportunity for me to like really do it for something other than 
the physical benefits necessarily, which there still are physical benefits from a 20 minute workout, right? It's I, just the yeah. mental barrier that we create where that's not the case. Exactly. I can legitimately say my most successful workouts postpartum have been under 30 minutes because I finish feeling accomplished. And for me, it goes back to what you were mentioning about the feeling. If I do a 45 minute to an hour lift and I don't feel accomplished because maybe I fed Caden in the middle of it or he woke up or whatever, it's just this feeling of, uh, oh, I didn't put it in my best or whatever it may be. And when I do a 30 minute intentional workout, anywhere between 20 and 30 minutes, and I give it my all, like I'm not on my phone, I'm not, you know, like there's a timer, whatever. I walk out of our gym and I'm like, heck yes, I'm ready to tackle the day. And I think that's where a lot of us, you can go through how many hour workouts and really not get in a workout. Like there's so many things that I think we just put on there as a requirement. And it's like, I think we need to go back to that feeling of what's going to allow you to feel accomplished and what's going to allow you to, you know, feel great, I guess. And continue to develop what that looks like over time because yep. it's never going to be exactly the same. I never thought I would love walking as much as I do like that for me. If I just go on like a long walk, like I don't need to work out necessarily. Or I mean, of course, you don't need to do anything. But for me, like I feel really great just with getting a walk in and mm-hmm. having some movement throughout the day. And, and yes, being outside really helps me too. I think mentally disconnect from the space that I'm in and really just focus on the bigger picture, which is always very important. I think also the more you focus solely on the way that you look and that dictates a lot of your actions, the less connected you are to the big picture, Mm -hmm. which is truly the most important concept that I think we can pull ourselves back into is, you know, big picture. And you'll hear people say this kind of stuff all the time of like, you know, when you look back on life when you're, you know, 60, 70, 80, like what type of life do you want to look back on? Do you want to get full of, you know, these amazing memories and, you know, being able to do all the things you want to do and accomplish all the things you want to accomplish, you know, what do you really want to focus on? And, and that was a really big shifting point for me too, because I was so committed and focused on, you know, making sure I got an hour, hour and a half exercise a day, sometimes double that. I was so focused on hitting my macros every single day, not going out to eat, you know, really restricting a lot of my life experiences to create a body that I thought was going to make me more successful, a body that I thought was going to make me more desirable mm-hmm. and like help me find a partner. And ultimately I was like, not, that's not helping me accomplish any of these things because I'm home by myself most of the time. Like I, you know, I'm not getting out. I'm not meeting people. I'm the shell of a person because I'm so hungry or I'm so um, anxious because I have to do these certain things or I can't do these certain things. It was really controlling the life that I knew I wanted to live. And it wasn't really, it wasn't developing into that at all. And so I said, okay, like I want to be the person who goes out to eat and enjoys that. I want to be the person that can go travel and do all these things and isn't going to gain 20, 30 pounds because I have so little control around food or I didn't feel comfortable around certain foods or I I felt like I was, you know, this all or nothing. I didn't want to fluctuate throughout the rest of my life, gaining and losing the same 20 to 30 pounds. So, you know, clearly what I was doing prior wasn't sustainable. And so I wanted to create that sustainability in lifestyle and, you know, maintain better mental health and things like that. So I I created kind of these, 
like this list of things that I wanted for myself in life from that big picture of like, this is what I want life to look like for me. And it was so much more full than it, it was at that moment. And so I, you know, started kind of working towards that direction and it takes so, so long. And if I can emphasize anything, it's just that this is a very difficult thing to walk into because it's basically saying that everything that you've believed for the last 10, 20 years is not the direction that you need to walk into now. It's going against everything that you believed, everything that you knew to be true and kind of creating new beliefs and a new way of living that obviously is uncomfortable. It's new. And I mean, it's the same thing with motherhood, right? It's so uncomfortable. It's so new. You feel like you're doing it wrong probably most of the time. And that's how I felt when I first started walking in this different direction of what I wanted my life to look like. And it's super uncomfortable. You second guess yourself the entire time, but it's only through patience and a significant amount of time that I've gotten to where I am now. And obviously I've had to really trust the process and trust that everything's going to be okay. I'm going to get to where I want to go, but I'm not going to be able to see that super clearly on a on day-to-day basis necessarily but again, that's the trust, the patience, it's the consistency, it's the time, it's you know allowing all that to develop and into what you want it to be. But it just takes a lot, again, a lot of time. You don't really know what it's supposed to look like. Uh, but and it's nice to have support through that too. Uh, you know, there's going to be days where maybe you don't abide by this new lifestyle that you want to create necessarily. Uh, but it's just. Yeah. Yeah. I um, read this quote that said, um, you're allowed to wake up and want to change. And I feel like, I don't know why it hit me because I feel like sometimes I, you know, a lot of us feel guilty or not guilty. A lot of us feel the need or the desire to fit a certain mold, whether it's in your line of work or relationship or a parenting style or whatever. And I don't know why lately I just, I definitely feel like I'm in between, um, not seasons, but just messages I guess of like what I want to put out there or where my energy is at and I think I struggle also because you know both you and I don't have a standard like nine to five and it's not in a specific like yeah we're niche but also a little bit not and so you know I see Casey he leaves for work every single day and it's a very specific job and it's a very his days are a little bit different but also they're not and whereas mine I, I don't, I wake up and go to work, but it's so just different. I think sometimes I struggle with that because that quote, like you're allowed to wake up and want to change. And, you know, like you said, it's going to be a process. It's going to take time and you have to allow yourself to, for one, be able to change. But I think so many of us have been in these ingrained ways of living or believing for so long that the first step is just pure struggle, right? Like it's, it literally is just an unknown that you have to fully embrace as opposed to thinking that that unknown is, oh, this isn't the direction I'm supposed to go. It's like, no, we're just not, we're not used to it. It's new. It's unknown. Just because it feels, you know, different or unfamiliar doesn't mean it's wrong. And I think that's where I sometimes lose myself because I'm like, oh, wait, this doesn't feel the way I thought it would. You know, does this mean it's the wrong direction or the wrong energy I want to be putting out there when in reality it's just kind of leaning more into what I like for me like what I'm hoping to achieve from that change 
Totally. I mean, I think everybody should want the absolute best for themselves, you know, and, and better often does mean change mm-hmm. and, uh, and developing and growing and learning. And, and there's so many different forms of change. It's not all just physical. And I just, yeah, I think it's important to remember that, you know, as we grow older, everything about ourselves is going to change. And, and that's a really, it can be a really positive thing. And that's something that, um, you know, most people, I think, maybe disassociate with loving yourself. Like, oh, if you loved yourself, then you wouldn't need to change mm-hmm. or you wouldn't feel the need to, need to change. But to me, like loving myself has a lot to do with with movement. It has a lot to do with taking care of my body through all these different ways. And that means my, my mindset as well and my mental health. There's so many different ways that I choose to love myself every single day, but I also want to be continue to be the best version of myself and hold myself to high standards. And and also there's that really great quote of like, you accept the love you think you deserve. Mm-hmm. And I always, like, I think I, I'm the type of person who would put up, well, I have in my, in my past, I've put up with a lot of things that I... I thought were acceptable or I didn't know that I could really demand more, whether it was from a partner or from even myself. Like I was accepting a lot of things that I didn't have to, right? Like those were a lot of things that I, you know, had control over, but learning to love myself in different ways and learning to accept myself in in other ways or to, you know, want more for myself. Like those, those are all okay. And being okay with that and embracing that was something that I really had to work on and develop over time. For but I'm sure. still working on it. Absolutely. I think it's a never ending journey. Um, and I love that you had brought up just about how you were missing out on certain moments and, you know, your food and your fitness was kind of controlling that. And I'm sure a lot of us listening have struggled with that or are struggling with it. And it being the certain time of year, how how do you navigate this time of the year? How would you recommend to a client or somebody who reaches out to you navigating the holidays, the food, the busy schedule, the unknown schedule, right? Like a lot of pop-ins, a lot of things that you really can't prepare for. Another one that I personally struggle with, I know I was a part of this movement back in the day, I'm not anymore, but new year, new you, uh, you know, how that's a vibe that's around the corner. Um, I know that for me, I often leaned into, okay, there's a new year coming. I can just say, screw it for the rest of the year. I'm starting on January 1st. Like I just, and that was my mental outlook of, oh, that means I'm embracing the holidays. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to embrace it. But it also meant that I threw everything out the window, like any standard I held for myself. And I feel, I think this is a hard time of the year to navigate. It's where, where, how would you recommend that to somebody to lean into this season, but don't stop showing up for yourself, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, it, it all comes down to what kind of lifestyle do you want? And, and there's so much change that happens across the year. And this is a really difficult one because days are shorter. There's not a whole lot of sunlight like there was in the summer. So maybe you're not as energized and you're leaning in towards eating more food and things like that. And that's okay because you're going through life and you're doing the best that you can. And for me, like I want to be able to enjoy, you know, the pumpkin pie and, uh, you know, the big feasts and things like that and still feel good. Like I want to go through all of these different changes and things and still feel really good in my body. And, and that doesn't mean that my body's not going to change because it certainly does across the year. I think, 
you know, if I were to guess, I'd probably fluctuate five, 10 pounds across the year, just based on what's going on. And what I'm going through, maybe I'm sick, maybe I'm, you know, just going through like the seasonal changes and that's affecting me heavily. You know, there's all these things that are changing and and I'm allowing my body to change with that because that's what our bodies were built and created to do. They're very resilient and they're, you know, allowing us to walk through life and and accept change and do it well. Uh, And so allowing my body to go through that and not feeling the need to control my body and the way that it looks, I think has really helped allow me feel a little bit more free with how I choose to, to fuel my body. And, and at the end of the day, it's all just fuel. Yeah. I'm fueling my body with food and I don't look at it in that black and white, good, bad. Oh, I shouldn't have had that. Or, you know, I'm just like, Oh, I had that. So, you know, what's next? Or, you know, I heard this, I think I heard it on TikTok the other day and I thought it was really, really powerful of like, when you have these moments of maybe it's guilt or disappointment, whether you should feel them or not, like feel them, you know, give your set a timer for five minutes, feel them, you know, express yourself however you feel like you need to. And then at the end of that five minutes, you know, say out loud, like, uh, like I can't control it, mm-hmm. like, or it's over, like, you know, or now what do I do? You know what I mean? Like yeah. now you create a strategy for, what's next right you can't change it like these are the things that you can't change you felt your whatever way you felt about them now move forward right because if you continue to dwell on these things it's going to negatively impact you much more significantly than if you just you know had that moment to yourself and then move forward oh of course so one last question where are you at with your current goals whether it is health whether it's fitness whether it's business where are you at right now I am just solely focused on feeling strong and I mean I for the very first time probably in a couple of years actually tried to see what that looks like so I went to the gym and I was like I wonder how much I can back squat or I wonder how much I can deadlift comfortably like I'm not going to put myself in a position to get injured necessarily but you know, just, I wanted to see what that comfort zone looked like. And I was so shocked and surprised and excited by how much strength I had actually preserved over the last couple of years of not really ever trying. So like, I like to feel strong. And so like, when I go to the gym, I'll do that. Like I'll pick a movement. I'll be like, Oh, see how strong I am today. And it's not every day that I do that, but you know, it's a fun way to kind of mix up my routine. And, and when I go to the gym, I want to enjoy it. I want to make sure that you know, I'm never forcing myself to do anything. If I'm not really not feeling it, then I'm not feeling it. Then I'm gone. You know, like it's forcing anything. It's just, you know, moving my body, my body in a way that helps me feel good. And I want to feel good. Um, it's really my biggest focus, I would say in terms of exercise and even in terms of nutrition, like I really want to feel my best. I am very fortunate in a lot of ways and, um, I don't have any allergies or, I mean, I have some sensitivities and some foods, but I don't feel restricted. And that's something that really mentally for me is really important. I never want to feel like I can't have something mm-hmm. or I never tell myself, myself, you can't have that. Like even with drinking, I don't love drinking, but if I want to have a drink, I will have a drink. If I don't want to have, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I never want to say I can't have something, even if it's like something I'm sensitive to, like let's say dairy, like oh well like you know like I know how I'm gonna feel after that like yeah you know but like I I also you know enjoy myself because that restriction is really just not something that mentally is good for me and that's something that I've taken you know a lot of time to learn and and better understand 
but yeah, I just want to feel really good. I want to feel really powerful. I want to feel on top of the world. Like I can do anything and everything that I want. Um, that's really the goal that I have for myself. I want other people to feel that way too. I want other people to, you know, look in the mirror or look, you know, within themselves and feel like I am the most powerful and strong version of myself and I can, I can do anything. You know, yeah. I don't walk into the gym and say, I can't do that. I'm like, well, I can do this instead. Like, it's just a, it's a complete mindset shift of like, you know, changing the way that you speak to yourself and the way that you think about yourself. And that's not to say that I feel very highly about myself all the time. That's certainly not the case, but I am very grateful and I am very lucky to be in the position that I'm in and to, you know, be healthy and to have, you know, the family and the friends that I have. And, and that's really a huge focus of every single day of what, what I do have instead of what I don't have. Yeah, no, I love that. I feel like mindset is huge and uh, self-talk, like you said, not even, you know, not using the word can't. That was something I actually learned when I was a ski racer. We weren't allowed to say like, oh, I can't, I can't do that run or I can't do that exercise or it was always, you had to rephrase it to say like, oh, I'm struggling with this or, you know, whatever it may be. So I also feel like that's even a good little tip going into the holiday season, you know, don't tell yourself, okay, I can't have the pie when I get to, you know, grandma's house or I can't have the cookie, you know, tell yourself something else or, you know, Hey, I'd love to enjoy one cookie, but I'd rather not feel my worst or, you know what I mean? Like switching up some of that language. Um, and I, and I do think it takes years of practice. Like this really, again, not something that just happens overnight. You know, I started on this very different journey of, you know, not trying to change my body, but really work on how I felt on the inside, right? Like that was, I would say three, over three years ago. And every holiday season, I would say I struggle because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of change and, and, you know, the days are shorter and, you know, this, that, and the other, whatever. I struggle, I've struggled every year. And this is one of the years where things are very different. Like I, I really have recognized how much growth and change has happened for me in the last three years. And I think these holiday seasons are a reminder of how far I've come. Like on Thanksgiving, I genuinely was like, I'm so full. I, I can't even fathom the idea of having pie. Whereas like previously there was no, op- there, like there's no way I would never have pie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah things like that where like you're really able to sit back and be like oh like I the conversations I have with myself about food are just so drastically different than they ever have been and it's taken years and every year is different and I remember last year eating so many sugar cookies that I felt so sick and I just you know like had this terror like this moment of like wow I've really just I haven't progressed at all and like just the you know the conversations and everything it shifts so much across the year and and every year you're reminded of how much change and how much has kind of changed between um, who you were and the conversations you have with yourself even. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I've noticed is you maybe didn't have the pie on Thanksgiving, but you allowed yourself to have some the next day. It wasn't like, okay, today. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it wasn't the all or nothing on that one day. I think so many of us look at it and we're like, we have to get in all of the foods that we normally would never allow ourselves to have. And it's like, Last night, it was the first night of Hanukkah, and, and Hanukkah is not really like a food-focused, uh, I don't know, I mean, you make latkes and stuff, but we had leftover cookies from Thanksgiving, and I like walked by, and I took half, but I like didn't even think about it. It was just like, oh, I want half a cookie, you know, whereas normally, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to eat seven cookies because today's the day that I'm eating, like, and it was nice to just not have my mind be there, and even though it was a Sunday night, 
I didn't come home and then go into the cupboard and finish off the Swedish fish. It was just like, oh, I can have them tomorrow when we watch a show. So it's it's something that I think a big thing is removing that word can't, but then taking that word allow and letting that stretch over the course of days, not one day where you allow yourself to eat certain things. Um, I think that's, a, that's really helped me with overeating or uh, waking up with a ton of guilt or things like that. Right, which I think did develop a little bit, at least for me, from tracking macros of like, you know, your day is either a win or it's a loss, mm-hmm. right? Like it was very much this day is XYZ and then the next day is XYZ. Like there was no overlap. Yeah. There was no big picture when I was tracking. And there's so many benefits of tracking and I gained so much from it. But, you know, I think over time you you need to separate yourself from it because if you continue to look at your days as wins or losses, or this is the only day I'm not going to track. So I have to fit, you know, whatever I want into yep. this one day, that's where it gets really destructive and really toxic. And, you know, if you're able to see the big picture, right? Like instead of your daily cal- calories matter, well, your monthly calories or your yearly calories, right? Like it's this bigger, way bigger picture than I think a lot of people, um, really focus on and that's really opened me up a lot is to say like okay balance isn't just existing on a given day where you know you have this much or you have this much balance is created over this very long period of time right if you were going to average out your entire yearly calories it's probably a very healthy and, and great average but you can't look at one day and say oh like i overate on this one day so i'm gonna under eat on the mm-hmm. next day like allow your body to create that balance for you because it will if you take the time and you know you're patient and you listen to your body and how you feel after you know maybe a day where you eat a lot maybe you're not as hungry the next day maybe you are still hungry you know let your body kind of tell you how it feels and then you'll you can naturally create that balance across a larger period of time instead of trying to control the balance for your body and not listen to your body for sure i absolutely love that and i think that is something that so many of us can take away and kind of, you know what, you can spill over any of this into life, right? Like if you're super, you know, one day you're working like no other, you know, it's a 16 hour day, maybe the next day you feel like you don't have to work as much or maybe it's another really busy day. And I think being able to just kind of self-regulate, you know, a lot of our life, like really listen to where you're at and listen to, you know, who you want to show up as and who you want to show up for and like Sam has said, you know, showing up as the a better version of yourself, right? Like always working on being better. And I think that, you know, obviously I really wanted to chat today about like food and fitness because I think that is such a, a gauge for so many of us because we can control it. But I just think going into this time of the year and with the new year around the corner, start today. I mean, Sam, I'm sure you would agree, like, you know, write down those goals and, okay. you know, start working on it now. Don't postpone it until the new year and don't feel like, don't feel like you have to change anything in the new year, you know, reevaluate where you're at now. And, um, like Sam, you've said, you know, it took you three years to even just get to where you're at. And you know, that there's going to still be so much, um, just development and evolving and each season is going to bring on new things. And I think that's really, really important for all of us to know. But before we wrap it up, where can everybody find you? And is there anything we should keep our eye out for? Are you working on anything or what can we do to support you? 
Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, obviously. I was not on Instagram. Uh, my handle is at the Sam Plan, and my email, I'm always open to, and DMs as well. I'm always open to, if you guys have questions, comments, you know, I just want to chat. My email is samplanme at gmail.com. I do offer group coaching that will start back up at the start of the new year, and that really focuses on not just physical development and not just understanding what your body needs to be at its best, but also the mental component of, you know, kind of why are you the way that you are kind of really powerful questions that have helped me understand myself a little bit better. And we do daily uh, journal prompts. We do weekly check-ins. So um, group coaching will be starting back up in January. I do have a journal on my website, which is the stampland.co. And that is also a mix of workouts, but also daily journal prompts that I have found to be very powerful. And that's on my website. Oh, that is so awesome. I love that you have uh, definitely tied in the mental aspect of, you know, your journey and how you've gotten to where you are into your coaching. I think that is really powerful. So Sam, thank you so, so much. And everybody who is listening, I will attach all of that down in the show notes as well as the other episodes Sam and I have done together on embracing change and uh, definitely diving further into the mental side of things. And today we chatted all about kind of the food and fitness. So thank you to everybody who is listening. Sam, thank you so much. You are just so wonderful. We appreciate you. Um, All right, everybody, make it a great day and we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.